Attention BetMGM customers. Have a friend who loves sports as much as you do? Here's a chance for both of you to earn $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer a Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account and click on the Refer a Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager, Kansas only. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable site credit. Site credit expires in 30 days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. BetMGM Sports is in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Welcome back in, everybody. Sports Daily here on KFH. Jacob Albrock, Brandon Zinner with you today in a wild and crazy uh, news day here on the show. Uh, it's been uh, it's been a little nuts, uh, but we're, we're making it through. KU News, if you missed that news, kfhradio.com, you can go back uh, and listen to that. We're going to get to the NFL trade deadline now. Uh, Brandon, NFL trade deadline was the craziest it's ever been, right? We saw massive moves, uh, massive pick capital traded. Miami probably has the headline move with Bradley Chubb. Um, We saw TJ Hawkinson traded to the Vikings in division, which is pretty interesting. Let's not forget some of the trades earlier, like Christian McCaffrey. The Chiefs made a move for Kadarius Toney. But with all of the moves being made, let's start with the Chiefs. Um, The Chiefs don't do anything ultra headline grabbing. Toney was certainly an interesting move. But as a lot of teams position themselves, the Chiefs, didn't do a whole lot after renegotiating Kelsey and clearing up some money. Are you okay with that with the Chiefs? Yeah, I'm I'm perfectly fine with it because I, I don't I don't know if any move you make can give you as much of a boost a, a, as as you would want if you're in the market for making a move. I, I think like so if you look at the Dolphins, they had a lot of room to improve still, and I think they went out and did that. How much does going out and, and mortgaging some of your some of your future for a guy like DJ Moore or a guy like uh, I, I don't think they were in the market for like a Chase Claypool or whatever, but uh, but going out and getting a receiver or trying to get an edge rusher, I don't know how much better that makes you when you're you're right there with Buffalo right now. I think you're still in a good spot. Um, you you trust the the pieces that you have when you have a guy like Patrick Mahomes, uh, and you have the the head coaching battle and and just about every game you're going to play in, uh, and this team is still set up uh, for success over such an extended period of time, especially with how well we see uh, a lot of these young guys have and how much young assets that this team has in place in in the immediate future and down and down the road. They're they're set up so well. That they, I don't think they have to go all in. And what does go all in look like for this team? I think that they're such an, they're in such a good spot. Still, you have one loss. You barely lose to Buffalo. There's still a lot of season to play. Could the AFC still come through 
Arrowhead Stadium. That's a real possibility. I don't think they needed to go out and mortgage a bunch of assets to try and get better. They're getting healthier. They get Trent McDuffie back. Um, you got, as weird as it is, talking about a kicker, you got Harrison Butker back, and, and that was a, a big issue early in the season. I think this team is in just a fine spot. You got some some future flexibility now with a guy like Kadarius Tony, where you have three years of team control for him after this season. So you get three and a half years with this guy to to mold him into your system. I'm I'm perfectly fine with what the Chiefs did. It's um I, I I'm fine with it too. I, I am fine with it. I think that the Chiefs are very clearly and we saw this all the way back to the Tyreek Hill decision, right, to let him go. And he's been great for Miami. Really, really good. But I think the Chiefs and we didn't see the Bills do anything either, by the way. I think the Chiefs are, and this has a lot to do with Patrick Mahomes, are more concerned about a longer window than pushing all the chips in for one shot at it. I think if I'm a Bills fan, because the Bills haven't won that Super Bowl yet. The Chiefs won that Super Bowl, and that changes this. Imagine had the Chiefs not won the Super Bowl against San Francisco how this might be different. And I think it might be if they didn't have that one in their pocket, right? If they didn't get that one off their chest. I'm a little more surprised that Buffalo didn't make just a big splash move. And I don't know what Buffalo even needs. I don't, I'm not saying they needed to. I'm just a little more surprised they didn't with some of the names we saw floated around there, like Christian McCaffrey, by the way. Um, they did do a but, little bit. They went out and got Nahi Himes. I'm not saying Nahi Himes. He's not an RB1. But he, when it comes down to, to third down running backs and, and pass catchers, yeah. he, he's as good of he a— He makes him better. He's as good he of a pass catching running back as there is in the NFL. I think he has the fourth most receiving yards of, of running backs over That's the last fair. four years. But they've also tried to invest in that position over the last couple years with Zach Moss and James Cook. And so they're— they're kind of in this nonstop cycle of trying to find anyone at running back who can contribute. And they got rid of Zach Moss. You're, you're, yeah. you're right. That's fair. Naheem Hines does make them better. But it's not a splash move. Exactly. And that's fine. I'm not saying they needed to make a splash move either, by the way, because I don't think they do. I think the difference in the Chiefs and the Bills and some of these other teams, the Bengals, is they have these quarterbacks that allow for longer windows. So it makes less sense to give up all your draft capital. And the Chiefs have traded plenty of draft capital. Don't get me wrong. But right now, and I think with the move that they allowed to happen with Tyreek Hill, they're they're telling us that we've got to extend this thing out. And that gets harder to do when you have to pay a quarterback. And so they're going to pay, you know, Mahomes is going to make his money. They've got the guys paid that need to be paid in the short term, and they're going to extend their window through draft picks. So I actually think they made a good decision. I mean, what were, of all the guys traded, all of them, who's the guy that would have definitively made them better? Bradley Chubb? That was never going to happen, right? The, the Broncos would have never traded Bradley Chubb to the Chiefs. And so when you see everybody, I mean, Roquan maybe might have been a guy that could have made some sense. But then you got to think about what you got to give up to get them. And personally, even with all these other moves made, I, st- I mean, the, the you know, our our thought on the AFC, I don't think changed at all. It's still Buffalo and Kansas City. I think Miami got closer, and I think Miami may enter that conversation. I think Miami did a good job, and I think they made the right move. By the way, to go do what they've done, but the Chiefs are still 
one of two favorites to win a Super Bowl, I would think, this year. Did anything that happened change that? No, not necessarily. Would any of anything that they had done made them definitively better than Buffalo? No. So I'm totally fine with them standing pat and not overpaying for anybody. I liked the Kadarius Tony move. I, I know people have barked back against that. I think it's a I think it's a a perfectly acceptable risk in a trade like that. Yeah, I mean he was a former first round talent uh, for for a reason. And well, he's a change of scenery guy. I mean, he defines it, what a change of scenery person is. And that's the perfect kind of – when you, when you point about Andy Reid moves, this is almost the exact, uh, the exact scenario that we've, that we've seen around him. I mean, yeah, it hasn't worked out for guys in the past like, uh, like a Josh Gordon, but no, that wasn't ever going to work anywhere. But uh, I, I love the, the Kadarius-Tony move because especially when you when – you, Everything you move, everything you do, yeah, you're looking at the now, but there's also always a future impact. When you look at this Chiefs team, they have one receiver that is under contract for next year. You had Kadarius Tony, now you have two. Woohoo! Yeah, you got to go out and still do uh, fun, plenty of moves in the future. Uh, but just with his his rack ability, he can make plays after he catches the ball, and he's going to be. I, I think he's an improved version of what we wanted McCall Hardman to be. Uh, I don't know if he has necessarily the same speed uh, down uh. down the field, but but he the way he can make plays, elude defenders, and explode after the catch, I think it's going to be exciting. And I think it adds an element that the Chiefs have kind of missed a little bit uh, around getting the ball around the first down marker and watch what he's able to do to some of these safeties and linebackers. Um, I think he has a chance to make a pretty immediate impact. If if not, the Chiefs have, I don't a, know have a chance to make a splash after. after I don't know what year. his health is. Right, that's a, that's the problem for the right now. Mm-hmm. I think he can help him as a punt returner. That's very. Uh, but I don't know. Fair. I don't know what his health is. So, uh, you know, there's a third rounder. Right, that, that was essentially the meat of the trade, and then mm-hmm. a six. So a third next year. There is a chance, and a, and a very real chance, I think, that this is a total disaster and Kadarius Tony doesn't do anything based on what we've seen. But also based on what we've seen, there's a chance that this is fantastic and we're sitting back looking and thinking, God, they got him for a third? So, But the risk is appropriate. Even if it's a failure, I, I will go on the record now saying that I, I'm totally fine with the risk of that failure for a third-round pick and what he could provide them and the other thing is, too, the Chiefs now, and there aren't very many teams that can do this, the Chiefs are simultaneously thinking about now and the future, right? We don't see trade deadlines like this, or we didn't used to, because teams were always too concerned about the future. Well, the Rams sort of changed that narrative last year when, you know, Sneed very famously uh, F them picks, right? Like, he just doesn't care. He's going to go out and win it. Well, we're seeing more teams follow that model now of, you know, to hell with down the road, let's worry about this right now. The Chiefs aren't going to do that, and it's the right play for them because they have Mahomes, right? The Rams weren't in that position. They had an aged Matt Stafford while they make that move. The Dolphins are sort of interesting because they're kind of in the middle there, but they've gone long enough now where there's a bit of desperation there. Um, You aren't going to see the Packers make a move like this. You probably should have. But based on what we've seen out of them, I mean, are you really going to be able to make moves that, that make them instant contenders? I don't know that you are. Cowboys, people are angry with the Cowboys too. Like, what what move do you want the Cowboys to make? What move do you think they need to make? 
Like if you say they made it had a failure, okay, who should they have added? Because that where that's where it gets a little bit tricky to me. You think they should have added Chase Claypool? No, thank you. I mean, Michael Gallup's better than Chase Claypool, in my opinion. So no, like that doesn't make any sense. The Packers, could they have added a receiver? Yeah, but do you think a receiver's gonna help them win a Super Bowl? Because I don't. I think their their issues are far wider than that. So you know, it's got to, you got to be careful if you're going to mortgage the future for the present. It better be to win a title this year. San Francisco getting McCaffrey, that's because they think they can win the NFC this year. And they're right. They can when they're healthy. Miami feels like it can win the AFC. That's a tall task, but they already beat Buffalo. So, yeah, I think that they made the right kind of move. But for the Chiefs? Nah. Because you got to worry about the future if you're the Chiefs. The future, this window isn't a short-term thing for Kansas City. And they've shifted, I think, organizationally where they were willing to push it all in. When they overpay for Frank Clark, when they make some of the moves that they make to go and to try to, you know, get way better quicker. I I don't think they're going to do that as much anymore. I think they value those picks. They know they've got to retool. They know they can't afford Juju Smith-Schuster next year. So they go get Kadarius Toney in hopes that he works out and they won't have to worry about it. I think they've done a fine job because I don't think there was anybody out there that they were going to be able to get that puts them over the edge anyway. We see it in the NFL that uh, you talk about the wide receivers. There's not really a wide receiver free agency market. Juju was probably the biggest name in free agency this year. You just don't see these guys really hit free agency and and it all comes down to now in the NFL you have to maximize what you're doing while trying to what while you have your quarterback on a rookie deal which is what we see the Dolphins are trying to do because this offseason Tua is now eligible for an extension and Miami's just they're gonna have to fork up and probably pay him 40 million dollars a year at, at, at the absolute minimum you have that you have Tyreek while he's still 28 years old. He's he's going to be in his 30s in a year and a half. You're going to have to pay Jalen Waddle over 20 million dollars coming up soon. You have to pay Bradley Chubb now next year. So I, I, Miami, you had to go all in this year. The Chiefs, yeah, the, the Chiefs are already risk. they're they're fine because they have a quarterback already under contract who's willing to negotiate. Travis Kelsey's always willing to move around his deal. Um, Chris Jones, I was I was surprised they didn't extend and restructure Chris Jones in the middle of the season and make a move. I thought that was that was what's going to happen. Again, I'm fine with them staying. Put. There had to be the move to make, though, exactly. right? Like they had to have the move to. If it wasn't necessary, there's no need to do it. Let's let Earl chime in. Great Chiefs fan, eight six nine twelve forty, the number to call. Earl, you're usually upset at me about something when you call. What do you think of the trade deadline? Oh, I I wouldn't say that, man. I'm upset at you. I would say this. Kansas City wasn't going to do anything with a first-round pick because the edict from Clark Hunt was we're having the draft in Kansas City next year. I want draft picks so I can be on TV with Great that. Point. The yeah. the move that the Chiefs need to make is get Indomitian Sue, who's a free agent out there. And I, I know everyone's got a problem with he, You know, he's not a good guy. But guess what? Football's a violent game. And it's played by some pretty violent, crazed people. 
And I can tell you this, Josh Allen would have a little different feel lining up against Adamic and Sue across from him. That same player who made Tampa Bay's defense look totally different last year than it does now. Guy brings attitude. He brings he just brings a meanness as long as he doesn't get thrown out of a game. I would love to see Sue and Chris Jones lined up together, running down some Josh Allen. And and I don't think Tua would survive a game with those two coming after him, I, you know, in, in, in the greatest way. He wouldn't survive because he couldn't throw, not because we'd break him in half. But you get Sue. Doesn't cost you anything except money, and that's why they freed up the money. And yeah. because he is older, you get him at the back end of the season, kind of like we did with Melvin Ingram last year. To plug him in, I, I think that's the move yet to be made, and I'd be on all board for that. So, Yeah, it's not a bad point, Earl, and we appreciate the call. Sue's 35. He had six sacks last year. Um, he's not the player he used to be. He had 17 starts, so his, you know he, he doesn't miss games. His health seems fine. So, yeah, I, I could get on board with that. A defensive lineman, a well, guy with that experience. Heck, yeah, the one thing we know about guys – that have any sort of trouble is usually when they get to Kansas City, they behave. Um, they, they've taken in a lot of troubled souls in the past, and, and the, it's it's a little easier to do that when you have Mahomes and Kelsey and Chris Jones and Andy Reid and some of those guys that have been there for so long that it's kind of like, hey, man, it's it's my way or the highway. And, and Odell Beckham's still out there too, which I know intrigues people a lot as well. Uh, 869-1240. We'll come back. We'll continue back into some news items. We'll uh, remind you, if you missed it, right off the top of the hour, what's going on with KU all of the sudden here. There was a World Series game played last night. Another one played tonight. Plenty to get to here on Sports Daily as we roll on on a Wednesday. Wednesday. 